Welcome to the Raising Them Ready podcast. Here we encourage and support parents who are doing the best they know how to raise their kids to become confident, capable, and kind in what feels like a half-crazy and often unpredictable world. I'm Jonathan Katherman. I'm a family man, career sociologist, and best-selling author who believes our children's greatness tomorrow begins with good guidance today. Today I'm sharing some simple practices we parents can use to help improve our kids' organizational skills. This episode was inspired by an email I received from a podcast listening parent living in the Czech Republic. In addition to sharing they recently purchased for their son a copy of the Czech language translation of my book, The Manual of Manhood, they also asked if I could share some practical ways to teach their teen how to be a little more organized. While knowing parents and households worldwide are wanting the same for their kids too, the request sparked an idea. See, a few years back, I was asked to create a series of short videos about simple ways parents can encourage their teens to prioritize time around what matters most, sharpening their skill of setting and achieving goals, and the importance of finding a trusted accountability partner. So what I've decided to do is pull the audio from four of the videos in the series and line them up back to back to create a single podcast episode. So welcome to the audio-only edition of a video series about raising confident, capable, and kind kids who are also trying to get and stay a little more organized. You either have it or you don't, you'll either love it or you won't. That's how a lot of young people feel about organizational skills, especially teenagers. They're thinking, you know, it's getting organized, staying organized, it sounds so adult, you know, we'll save that for later in life. Meanwhile, they're in the process of adulting and getting and staying organized is a very important skill they need to practice as they're getting closer to their higher levels of independence. So, I mean, think about it. What does organization mean? Is it um, arriving early, arriving on time, or fashionably late? Is organizing meaning, uh, you know, I know where everything is organized on the floor, or do your teens have things hung nice and neat in the closet? Maybe it's about calendar, keeping a calendar. Stuff sneak up on them, or they have an opportunity to look forward to events that are still weeks away. Getting and staying organized is an important skill. It's a habit that we can teach your team. But in order to get them from wherever they are, be it already organized and they want to get more organized, or they're just scattered all over the place and you got to get some order in their life, the very first thing to do is get into their heads. Let's figure out if they think being organized is a challenge to thrive towards or a threat to simply try to survive. Let me introduce you to a behavioral model I call a readiness assessment. The beauty of a readiness assessment is it works really well in the demands of life that we face every day, and your kids are facing the demands of getting and staying organized. The question is, are they ready or not to be organized? And this is how this works. When your kids find themselves facing a task that requires specific effort, like getting and staying organized, this is considered a demand of life. The first thing they do, knowingly or not, is they size up the situation. This can be considered a readiness assessment. Based on their willingness, which is a mindset, and ability, which is a combination of their skill set and tool set, they determine if they are ready or not to face a demand. If they are ready, they feel challenged, and our brains love a good challenge. If they're not ready, they can feel threatened, and most people do all they can to avoid a threat. These very different responses to the demand of organization produces different behaviors, which are either positive performance or poor performance. And as expected, they lead to one of two outcomes, thrive or survive. Now to make this readiness assessment work in your kid's life related to getting and staying organized, 
let's go back and examine what demands they're facing related to organization. Probably one that you're hearing a lot about is getting and staying organized at school. So the demand would be to be organized with their class assignments, with their school schedule, with their after school or extracurricular activities. Usually this would involve a lot of time management and keeping track of assignments. So let's run the assessment now. Mindset, skill set, tool set is what we'll use to measure their willingness and ability. If they're willing and able, they're ready to manage their time, they're ready to manage their organization. If they're not ready or not able, or combination of the mindset, skill set, tool set insufficiencies, then they're going to be not ready and they were gonna really struggle with their organization skills. Let's begin with willing. Willing as a mindset. How willing are your kids to get and stay organized? Now let's define what willing is as um, facing the demands of life, getting and staying organized, with a can-do attitude. It's open to trying new things. Willingness is about repeating to improve. It's not about already knowing how to do something. It is about making attempts and practicing how to get better. So are your kids willing to attempt to get better through practice? Now, one thing you can do as a parent to positively influence the willingness of your child to get better is to change a little bit of our language. We really need to help them understand the, the, the term, the phrase, practice makes. Now, what did you just think there? Did you think perfect? Did you maybe even say it out loud? As, as I said, practice makes, did you say perfect? You know, we heard that for years, didn't we? Coaches told us that. Some teachers told us that. Um, so parents told us that, uh, piano teachers, music teachers, they, they said practice makes, and then we filled in the blank with perfect. You know what? Practice doesn't make perfect, and we've got to stop telling our kids that. Because if practice made perfect, then there'd be no room for improvement. When we saw a perfect performance, nobody would ever best that performance. Yet every time we see on a local or global stage, a perfect performance, someone comes around after and betters that performance. How is it that people better perfect? Through practice. So please, please communicate to your kids that practice doesn't make perfect, but practice makes better. And if they're willing to get better, and I, I don't know many young people who aren't willing to get better. In fact, that's really what they want. They want to be better, but better requires some practice. So if practice makes better and they're willing to get better, then we can show them how to organize their life, be it the, the clothes on the floor or their calendar and their schedule and their homework in order to get better. It's not going to happen overnight. Practice takes time as well. So over some time with some practice, they'll get better. If they're willing to get better, then we're on the right starting point. And from a starting point of willingness, they can set out on a track to rise to the challenge of getting and staying organized and in turn thriving in life. But first, they'll also need to gain the skill set and tool set needed to be organized. This will make them ready to take on the demand of organization. And I'll introduce you to the skill set and tool set of organization starting at our next video. Well, if you want like a top five list, it's pretty easy. Strong cell service and fast Wi-Fi, time spent with friends, there's food, always food, making some money, and getting a car.
You ask any teenager what their priorities are, and that's the short list. Of course, there's plenty more things in life that are important to your kid besides Wi-Fi, food, and friends. They want to have things good at home. They're looking to succeed at school. They're even considering what they're going to do for a career, and maybe even who they're going to be in relationship with. The question is, are they doing what they can to prioritize these values in an order of what matters most? So often they give their attention to what's happening in the moment or what feels best or what demands their focus, lest they get in some kind of trouble. But balancing around between priorities is really just a form of poor organization. So I've got a tool for you as a parent you can share with your teen that'll help them get and stay organized related to their priorities. Now you're gonna need some tools to help them practice this process so go find yourself a sticky notepad, a Sharpie pen, and a kitchen table. Guiding your team in the practice of setting priorities is gonna take a little time. So give yourself like 15 minutes and consider this maybe the first time you'll meet together. You've got your sticky note and your Sharpie pen, and you're ready to create essentially a priorities map here on this space on the table. The way you get started is to prioritize with your team three areas of their life that are very important. You're actually gonna get four, but let's focus on three to get us started. Home, school, and friends. They can add a fourth, let's say work or sports or something that is in addition to homeschool and friends, but those tend to take up the majority of their time and their priorities, their focus, their attention. So start out by, by writing home, school, and friends on a sticky note, and then pick a fourth one if you need to or if you want to, and we'll put that to the side as well. Lay those sticky notes out on the table in a way that you can create a cascading list of priorities under each. Home, school, friends, and work. Now comes the fun part. And I do mean fun. Keep it fun. Keep it light. This is a conversation. This is not your chance to lecture. What you want to do is have a conversation with your teen about what matters most to them. Home, school, friends, and work. And start writing down their responses on the sticky note. For instance... Uh, home. Maybe it's important to both of you, you and your team, that you have a family night once a week. So write that down. Put it over here under the home category. Maybe for school, a high priority would be that they turn in all their homework. You know how it can be. Homework gets done but not turned in. We'll write that on a sticky note. Put it over here under school. With friends, they want to be able to text their friends anytime they want. You say, okay, texting's fine, just not when we're eating together. Friends will be a popular one, so let's say they want to have Friday night with their friends. No judging. Be a good listener without judging. Add it to the list. For the next few minutes of writing down what matters most in each of these categories, you'll end up with a cascading list of priorities. They're not necessarily in the top to bottom priority, but they're under the category of home, school, friends, and work. Now you can begin to start peeling these off and repositioning them as to what matters most for each category. The end in mind is to have a good conversation with your teen about their priorities and have a visual map of what matters most, home, school, friends, work, and from top down, the priority on that category. In home, no judging, family night, clean room and bathroom once a week. School, it's turning all the homework, no missing assignments, working on that 3.5 GPA, and of course, there's an upcoming project that's very important. Friends, free to text, Friday night hangout time, and some time after school. Work is to have a job that they like, working weekend shifts with the goal of saving $5,000, you know, for that first car. 
Remember, this might not be a one and done conversation with your team, but it's a great way to get started in visualizing what are the highest priorities in their life. Not only will they see it mapped out on the table before them, but your team will also know that you heard them. You were part of the process of helping them succeed in setting their priorities. Now, the next step is transferring what you created here on the kitchen table into a system they can take with them anywhere they go, a personal planner. And we'll talk about planners and calendars and ways to remember how to act on our priorities in our next video. Oh no, 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 oh, how could I have forgotten that? You know that feeling you get when you forgot something? Well, our kids get it too. And an important part of getting and staying organized is for them to come up with a system, a way that they can plan ahead, see what's on their schedule, and not forget things. Keeping a calendar is an important skill set for your kids to learn. I've got three simple-to-use tools that will help them navigate their way through a month, a week, the day, and even down to what's supposed to be happening in the next hour to come. First, let's think big picture. Not to sound old school, but if your kid's having a hard time seeing what they're supposed to do when, think about creating a wall calendar for them to be able to write down the big events within the month, the weeks, and even down to the day. Placing that wall calendar somewhere where they can see easily and you can check on it is going to help them keep a big picture view of what's to come. You can pick up a wall calendar about anywhere and they're really inexpensive. Work with your team to identify significant dates, important appointments they need to keep. And you may even want to color code your calendar so as to catch their eye when something important is just right around the corner. Second, get your team a personal planner, like literally a paper planner that they can write in. The neat thing about planners is you can take all the information from the wall calendar and transfer it into the paper planner by the whole year, the month, the week, the day, even down to the hour. A personal planner allows your team to capture the details they need to succeed. School, work, family appointments, all of these can be captured in a personal planner, along with goals and priorities, and they can do it all in a way that they can personalize. Sketch in the planner, write down important contact information in the planner, favorite websites, whatever they want, they can capture it in the planner. Some students even use their planner doubling as a journal. It's a great way for them to make their schedule personal and be accountable to themselves right in the palm of their hand. And third, guide your teen in learning how they can use their phone for more than just social media, surfing the internet and watching movies. They can set their phones for alerts that'll help them keep a schedule. More than just an alarm to wake up in the morning, they can set alerts to remind them about when to leave for the bus, when to work on their homework assignments, and even as a reminder about their work schedule. You know your teen's never far from their phone, so help them learn how to use it as a tool to help them keep a schedule and not just an entertaining toy. Time management is a huge part of getting and staying organized. And I know it sounds simple to think about having a wall calendar, a hand planner, and alerts on your phone, but amazingly, they're very effective tools that work for us and it can work for your kids too. They'll just need a little practice. And like we discussed in previous videos, Practice makes better. They'll get better at managing their time. You just need to give them the skill set and the tool set they need to succeed. Which brings us to our fourth and final value, which is really gonna help your team get and stay organized. And that's personal accountability, specifically through accountability partner. 
which is what we're going to cover in our next video. If you knew there was a 95% probability that if you played the lottery today, you would win. Are you going to buy a ticket? Yeah. If you knew there was a 95% chance that if you went outside, you get struck by lightning, are you leaving the house? Absolutely not. That's because 95% is near certainty. And that's why I'm certain that your teen needs an accountability partner. Because with an accountability partner, the probability of them succeeding in accomplishing their goals in managing their time and getting and staying organized is near 95% certain. Let's clarify who can be an accountability partner for your teen and then what an accountability partner does for your kid. A good accountability partner for your teen could be you. Parents can be accountability partners. It depends on what kind of relationship you have with your kid. It also could be a teacher, a coach, a mentor, or another mature friend of theirs who can help hold them truly accountable. Not just telling them what they want to hear, but telling them what they need to hear. That's what's important about accountability partner. They've got to be trusted, available, reliable, and honest. They're not just there to help your teen feel good. They're there to help your teen be good. This person needs to help hold your teen to a high standard. and At the same time, be very responsive to their unique personality and needs. What they don't do is indulge your teen, doing for them what your kid could and should do for themselves. They also can't be a know-it-all. You know, it's their way or the highway. That's called a drill sergeant. Your kid needs an accountability partner that'll help them become self-disciplined, not disciplined into shape. I'm gonna read for you some data that I cite in my book, Guiding the Next Great Generation. It's the one that sits right there on the shelf. When it comes to setting and achieving a goal, like getting and staying organized, when your teen has an accountability partner, the probability of accomplishing that goal goes from 10% likely to follow through to 95% likely with an accountability partner. Here's how the numbers break down. If you, if your teen just has an idea like, yeah, that's a good idea, I should, I should set a goal at getting more organized, they're 10% likely to follow through with it. The number does rise to 25% if they consciously decide that they're gonna follow through with the goal. Yes, I'm going to set the goal. Not just a good idea, they're gonna do it. 25% likely they'll follow through. 40% if they decide when they're gonna work on that goal. 50% if they come up with a plan for how they're gonna work on the goal, like we've been discussing in the previous videos. 65% if they commit to someone else that they're gonna do it. If they look at you and say, I'm gonna follow through with the goal, I'm gonna get more organized, and they have a, a plan for when they're gonna do it, let's make it a conscious decision that this is a good idea, they're 65% likely to follow through. 65% is pretty good, but it gets even better than that. 95% likely to follow through with their goal of getting and staying organized if they have a specific accountability partner and appointment with that person whom they're committed to for which they're going to follow through. They need to know who they're meeting with, when they're meeting, where they're meeting, and what they're discussing when it comes to the goal of getting and staying organized. In a way, the secret ingredient to your team's success in getting and staying organized is an accountability partner. Because an accountability partner pulls all the values we discussed in the previous videos into a person, into a relationship, into someone who can hold them accountable for setting and achieving goals, someone who can hold them accountable for measuring progress along the way, and someone who will cheer them on, 
like I said before, not as a cheerleader who tells them what they want to hear, but certainly as someone who cheers them forward and celebrates their success. So who will your team trust as an accountability partner? Is it a teacher? Is it a coach? Is it a mentor? Is it you? Whomever the person is, you and your team need to choose wisely. Choose someone who believes that your team's greatness tomorrow begins with their guidance today. Personally, I believe teens today have more potential to do good in this world than any generation before. And like you, I want my kids to have a better life than my own. That's why this short video series on helping your kid get and stay organized is so valuable because we want the very best for our kids. If you'd like more information on raising your kids ready with the life skills and character traits they need to succeed, visit me on my website, thecathmans.com. If you're learning from and enjoying this podcast, please let me know by messaging us through our social media pages or email through our website. You can find, like, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Raising Them Ready Podcast and on our website at RaisingThemReady.com. Also, please follow and leave us up to a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions about topics or guests you'd like us to bring to the Raising Them Ready Podcast, please contact me through our Raising Them Ready social media pages or through the website. Again, Facebook and Instagram at Raising Them Ready Podcast and online at RaisingThemReady.com. To learn more about raising your kids ready, be sure to pick up a copy of the Raising Ready book. It's available wherever you buy your print or audiobooks. There you'll also find our other best-selling life skills and personal development books for tweens, teens, young adults, parents, educators, and mentors. Thanks again for joining me in today's discussion. Now go and enjoy the day, knowing your child's greatness tomorrow begins with your guidance today.